Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Paris. Hey everyone, we are back with another episode of This Is Paris. We have Lucas Gage here. What's up, Lucas? We are having so much fun and I can't wait for this episode. Yeah, me too. I love Tinks. She's so funny. I love all the advice she gives. I love her TikToks. She's a genius and I can't wait to get some relationship advice, some life advice and some TikTok advice. I have no idea how to do a TikTok. It's hard compared to like all the other platforms. It's tough. Yeah. I can't edit it all. No. I know. It's beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring her in. Let's do it. Hi, Tinks. Hi. Hi, Hello. I'm Tinks. Nice to meet you guys. Hi, Tinks. Hi, I can't believe we haven't met in person. Or I've I know. only talked to you on Instagram, but I feel like I know you from our DMs. I know. I, I know. I can't believe that I've never met you and you've held my cat. I know. Isn't that insane? When I was a kitten, and yeah, I wanted it. I was gonna steal your cat, but it was she's the, the cutest one of the litter, and like she's so really famous was. now. It's like crazy. I love her so much. She's sleeping, but maybe she'll come say hi. Yes, please get her up here. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat and get into it and have a, a really good conversation. I have a I had a spidey sense this is going to be a really good one. So let's lay it all on the field. I like it. Well, yes. I'm a huge fan of you. I think you're so funny and brilliant and cool. Yeah, and likewise. I love what you do. 
Likewise, you're an inspiration and I'm sure you hear this all the time, but your mom is an inspiration. Your whole family is just uh, so, such a, such a bright light and, um, and just so multifaceted and amazing. And it's been amazing to watch you grow, um, into such an amazing businesswoman and entrepreneur and congratulations on your, your wedding. Your wedding was so beautiful. I haven't stalked a wedding that closely in a long time. And the pictures were so beyond and you looked so, so happy. So congrats. Good vibes Thank all you. around. Yas. It was yes. a living. <laughs> Tinks, you are the internet's big sister. I mean, my all my little cousins, when you posted that video, having my back with my little viral moment, they freaked out. We're like, I cannot believe that Tinks is supporting you right now i'm losing my sh- oh but my it God. all started with the box theory right like you believe that when you meet a potential romantic partner they assign you to category is that how it started or am i wrong and if it I'm didn't wrong- start that way i started TikToking in quarantine because i was so bored and i just found my thing immediately you know i think sometimes you find your thing later in life and i was 29 when i started TikToking, and i was like wow i'm actually i love to entertain and i don't know what form that's going to take on and i don't know what platform but i absolutely loved it and it just sort of went from there and then kind of you know i did some sketches i did the rich mom thing i gave advice and i love talking about dating i guess i've always just been someone who loves to like have friends over and talk about like who we're dating what's going on theories and i've dated i've lived in san francisco new york london and now la so i feel like i've picked up a few tips and tricks along the way. I don't know everything by a long shot, but I think, you know, it's all about sharing information that we do know. And so box theory is one of my more well-known theories. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. It's, it's a, it's a, a mixed bag as, as they say. Can you explain the box theory to our listeners? Yes. Okay. So box theory is my theory that um, when a guy meets a girl in a romantic setting, he puts her into one of three boxes. He wants to date her. He wants to hook up with her or he wants nothing to do with her. Okay. Third box, easy. He wants nothing to do with her. That's clear cut. Where people get confused is between the hookup box and the date box. So my theory goes like, if a guy wants to date you, he knows immediately. We've all had that thing where the guy, you know, he just meets you and you, you're like, this guy likes me. He wants to date me. There's no mixed messages. You could do any sort of crazy behavior. You could get too drunk. You could dance on tables. You could puke on his shoes. He's still going to want to date you vice versa. If he doesn't want to date you and you're in the hookup box, you could literally act like a nun. You could talk about how much you love golden retrievers. Jesus and whatever, and he's still not going to want to do. You. And that's because they put you in the box and you can't move from box to box. And then people might say, well, tanks that puts all the power in the guy's hands. And I'm like, no, you're looking at it the wrong way. The point is you shouldn't ever try to trick someone into wanting to date you because there is someone out there who will want to meet you and they just want to date you no matter what. Cause I, I have a lot of younger followers, you know, right into me and they're like, well, should I text him? And do you think it's because I texted him this, that he doesn't want to date me? Or do you think it's because I slept with him that he doesn't want to date me? And I'm like, no, you were always in the hookup box. Like it was always going to be that way. So the, the theory should be empowering and you, you shouldn't like edit yourself. You should never try to trick someone by like sleeping with them or not sleeping with them um, into dating you because like we've all had it where you meet someone and they're like, you're it. Like that's that you're exactly what I want. So that's box theory. I, I think most people agree with it now, although I feel like straight men are like less 
they're less likely to believe me because they don't want to think that they're like have simplistic minds, if that makes sense. But I just think it's like they kind of bucket you, you know? Do you think that women do that too? I think that a lot of women, I have other theory. (laughs) I have a lot of theories called reverse box theory, where a lot of women, um, they prematurely put men in the date box. Like, so they don't even know anything about them. And they're like, oh my God, I want him to be my boyfriend. And I just think that that's from a scarcity mindset because they're worried they're not going to find someone else. Or like, they're worried that there isn't enough men to go around. And there are like, you shouldn't lower your standards just because you don't find anyone that you like. And so I think what we see is like a lot of young girls being like, oh my God, like I saw him on a dating app. And like, I just know that um, I'm going to be, I want him to be my boyfriend. I'm like, you don't know anything about him. Like let him show you, like he has to be worthy right? He has to show you that he's cool and fun and has a good heart and kind and likes you before you're like planning your wedding in your head. So I think that in that way, men and women are slightly different. So how do we figure out if we're, I agree. And I think, I think that your theory is very true. And I think that there is a difference, but on both ends, how do we figure out if we're in this box? So I'm not wasting my time. You know, I don't want to waste so, my time. I want yeah, to ride so or die. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you, if, if you're in someone's date box, they do things like they're planning dates for you. They're checking in on you. They're asking you to hang out all the time. Um, they're remembering things about you. They're following up. They're being like, how was that, you know, audition that you did, or, you know, how's your family or, or this and that. And if you're in the hookup box, they're only hitting you up on the weekend. They're only being like, what's your plan tonight? Like, oh, I'm going to be here. Just very like, you know, basically doing the bare minimum to see you. And that's like, you have to think about how you feel, how, how someone makes you feel, because if they're, if you're, they're doing the bare minimum, you deserve more. If they're literally only hitting you up Friday, Saturday night, you're in the hookup box and you shouldn't invest a lot of time into them. So you need, you want someone who cares about the little things. You want someone who follows up about the small things in your life. And if you say like, Oh, like this is my favorite Froyo, like they remember that and they find a way to like work it in because everybody does have a person out there who will do that for them. It's just a matter of knowing your worth and waiting for that person to drop into your life. Yeah. For me, my mom always taught me that, you know, guys want what they can't get. And she always said, you need to be like the Chanel purse that, you know, no one can get. You can't just be like the knockoff on like whatever on Canal Street that everyone can touch and can get. So I don't know, like my advice to girls is to like be like a Chanel bag or a Birkin. Exactly. And be and exactly. And be coveted. Like, don't just go with a guy because he does the bare minimum. Like everybody deserves to be treated like a Chanel bag. So treat yourself that way. And then you'll find someone who treats you that way, if that makes sense. But yeah, I completely agree. I think, you know, dating can be really rough and I, and I totally get that. I, I think you just, it's all about maintaining that self-worth and thinking like, no, I'm, I'm the Chanel bag. (laughs) Yes. Loves it. Are you watching the show, the ultimatum? where you're given the ultimatum to pick or not on I Netflix. I need to start it everybody's talking about it I I think I would I would not do well on that show but everybody's saying either. it's amazing I would do so badly on that show Oh I would fail I mean these couples are giving the other person the ultimatum because essentially they are not being treated the way that you are talking about the way that they deserve to be treated and they're yeah. wanting their partner to be this other person and giving them the ultimatum. But I don't think you should have to give an ultimatum. I think that if you are with that person, you're going to know, you're going to know yeah. that 
That's how you I, should be treated. I just like, I don't know. I don't like ultimatums. I think that they're so like, I agree with you. I think like if you're right with the right person, you don't need to be doing ultimatums. It's just kind of Mm -hmm. like a bad vibe. And also (laughs) just, I don't, I would never want that to be like the story of how I got with someone is like, Oh, I told them like, you know, you have to do this or it's like, I don't know. I just think that's, I don't want that. Are you dating anyone? Can I ask that? No. Yeah. Ask me. I am single and I'm in London where you I'm from. We're born. Were you yeah. born in London? I wasn't. I was born in DC, but I moved to London when I was six months old. So, um, and I grew up there until I was 19. And then I moved back uh, to the States. Yeah. And you never got the accent. I had the accent because I went to a British school when I was growing up. And then, but my parents were American. So I like didn't want to be different from my friends or my parents. So I kind of had two accents. And then when I moved back to the States, I kind of just drop. It just kind of dropped naturally. I kind of always have mimicked people. Like, I think just because of that, I always pick up whatever accent I'm around, um, which is like slightly awkward. When I was in Australia, I literally started talking in an Australian accent. My parents were like, eh, you're not Australian. You're no, embarrassing. I'm doing us. that Please too. Stop. You're, <laughs> are you going to get the faux? You're going to get the faux London accent? No, I'm like, I literally today on set, I went up to my castmates. We're all British. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. Like, You're right, darling. They're like, shut up. You they're are like, not stop. British. Yeah. Stop it. I know. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible not to pick it up. It's, it's, and I, I kind of always just pick it up wherever I am and whoever I'm talking to. But are you enjoying London? It's the best city. I'm going to be there in two I'm, weeks. I'm obsessed with it. You're going to be here. Let's hang out. Let's I'm do on it. The west side. It's so fun. Sounds. It's mm-hmm. it's just like the people are very chill. I mean, I love LA so much and I can never leave the weather, but it London has the best people. It's so nice. They do. I feel like it's a really good city to be single in. Are you like actively dating or just like perusing? Um, you know, I just I think I'm dating myself at the moment and I'm dating. Oh, I love that. Dating my work right now. Um, I love that. What about you? Are you dating? I am. I'm just I think it's like it's kind of tale as old as time. Like you said, I'm just like dating myself right now. Work is so busy and it's hard. It's hard to find time um, to to date and you know LA can be a bit of a a, <laughs> a bad place to date and um, <laughs> it's just hard to know what people's intentions are you don't know like what the deal is and um you know it's a town where everybody's kind of like everybody's you know and I don't I don't like to talk shit on LA because I think people do it all the time they're like oh it's such a you know phony town whatever but it's it, it is a place where it's like you know, people are always like, can you do something for me? Or like, am I better than you? Are you better than me? And that can get really tiresome. And more like recently, I've just found I'm hanging out a lot more with like my college friends and friends from home and like from before and whatever, Um, just because it can get really exhausting trying to figure out people's intentions. And it also moves really fast. Like it moves on a dime, like every, everything moves so quickly. And so it's like, it can feel really fickle and scary. And when you apply that to dating, it can feel like really yuck. So, um, so yeah, just like hanging with my, my crew right now and dating here and there, but no one special. It is hard, especially in this town. Cause there's not any to like the guys are just, I don't know. It's very rare to find like a nice guy. Like I'm so happy that my husband is like from the Midwest from like a small town of a thousand yeah. people. That's so nice. Yeah. That's like Midwesterners are the nicest. Like that's where my parents are from. And like, they're just, they have such good hearts. And it's like, that's the dream is to meet a guy who's like from somewhere else, but moved to LA because he like, 
you know, for business or, or lifestyle, maybe he likes the weather, whatever. That's like me and my friends always talk about that. That's the dream because, um, the LA guys are, mm, yeah. Questionable. They're all, they're in LA and you yeah. guys, you guys both went through a public breakup, a couple, uh, some public breakups. And I want to hear from you. Do you find it hard to, to keep a balance between your dating life and having it be public or do you just prefer to keep everything private and keep it? Cause I, I feel like I'm at a point where like, maybe, maybe just keep it to yourself and don't let anyone yeah. get involved or shit on it. Right. Yeah. So after last year, I kind of made a decision that I'm just going to keep it all private because before I, I really love telling my followers about my dating life. Obviously it's very entertaining content to tell people, you know, how a date's going or whatever. But after last year, I just realized, I want to keep one thing for myself. I want to just hold this, hold on to this and, uh, and, you know, keep this private. It just was becoming too complicated. And to our conversation before it was adding like another dimension of stress to dating, because I would think like, you know, why is this guy wanting to go on a date with me? And does he want to be in my vlog and whatever? So I, it's just better. Like it's for me right now, like everybody has to make their own choice. Like everybody who, who is in the public eye to whatever degree has to make their own choice. But for me right now, I'm just going to keep it private until I know it's like really real. Do you know what I mean? That's like, I asked Chelsea Handler for advice on this. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm stuck because I love my followers so much and I want to share everything with them. And, you know, they're such a big part of my life, but this is really like tripping me out to add this, this other dimension to dating. And she was like, you know what, when it's really real, when you know, and it's great, like then you'll tell them, but you don't need to tell them like every time you date a guy for a few months, that kind of stuff, because that's where you get, you know, that's where it can get tricky. And I think that was really good advice. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do that because yeah, being like having people scrutinize your dating life and um and say horrible stuff to you is it's a lot it's it's like so funny that I'm in getting into this job now because I'm actually a really sensitive person and so you know in that sense it's not the greatest fit because it's just like it's a lot having that constant feedback about every single thing you do so for now it's gonna stay private until I'm until I'm with the right guy this is Paris Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Has there been any guys that are like hungry tigers and like, or like tag me and like do this yeah, and like trying to use sure. you. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Like it's, and I can't, I can't like go on the dating apps anymore. Like every opening line, they're like, you know, we'll reference they're like, I'll put you in the date box. And I'm like, okay, you've seen my content. Oh like my we God. get it. Like just like cheesy, <laughs> like stuff like that. So I am. Yeah. It's, it's a jungle out there. We will see how, how this pans out, but um, yeah. It's it's interesting for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of clout chasers in this town. A lot of clout chasers, yeah. Yeah. It's beyond. Beyond. Maybe we should all maybe me and Tink should just date <laughs> Europeans that don't know about the clout or don't know who we are, don't give a shit. And then we don't have to worry about that. One hundred percent. It's like it's it's I I I actually love dating in other cities because I think it always re-energizes you. I always say that like, because you're kind of your best self, you're not taking it too seriously. Cause you're like, well, I'm not from here. So like, you know, it doesn't matter. It would just be like a lighthearted thing anyway. So you come across like your best self and it's fun. It's a great way to explore a new city. I always tell my followers, like if you can date in another city, it's so fun. It's just like, feels like the pressure's off. And I've, I've actually met a lot of my boyfriends, like 
while I'm on a trip and then we end, you know, whatever, because you're just in yeah. a good mindset. You're, you're free, you're easy, you're in a good mood. And, and so, yeah, maybe when I come to London, I'll meet, I'll meet someone. Who knows? Yes. Let's do it. You have a good wingman over there. A good wingman. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I'll take mm-hmm. you out, Tanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you believe in holding funerals for exes. I am yes. obsessed with that term. <laughs> how do I do that? How do I, how do I bury them all? RIP. So, okay. So my thing of holding a funeral is not for if you have dated someone seriously, but it's like, if you have a situation ship, like if you have, you know, you're dating someone for a few weeks or, you know, casually, and then maybe they ghost you or like, it doesn't end in a good way and you just can't get over them. Cause I think we spend so much time, uh, thinking about people that we never even dated, especially today, especially in today's dating culture, there's so much like casual dating, whatever you're seeing someone for a few weeks and then, you know, you can't, you you're looking for that closure. Okay. So then I say, hold a funeral and it's like a silly mind trick. It's totally silly, but I like silly things. So like close all the, close all the like blinds in your house, light some candles, play some super funny, sad music, invite your friends over and just be like, we are holding a funeral for whoever it is that you dated and we're setting him free. And after this day, I'm literally not going to think about them because you know what? It's our ego. Like our ego gets caught up in, in, in like, but what was, was it me or whatever? And the truth is like, if you date someone casually, they barely know you. So it's not that personal. And I have so many, so many young followers who are like, I went on three perfect dates with this person and then they ghosted me. So like, you know, I can't get over them. Like, what do you think I did? And I'm like, you did nothing. It does. And and moreover, it doesn't matter because if they were your person, they would still be here. Right. So just hold a funeral, fly high King. You will be missed. Rest in peace. RIP and move on. We got it. Like time is limited. We have to just keep it moving and you have to search for people who like actually care about you. And if they did, didn't even care about you enough to properly break up with you, they just ghosted you and hold a funeral and move on. So your advice would be like literally the funeral, you delete their number, block them, like delete all that. Delete their number, block them. Yeah. I just like, I think that it's, you know, you can't fixate on something that never really was. And social media has made it very hard for us to escape our exes or whatever, because, you know, you're okay. You're checking them on Instagram. You're checking their stories. You're this and that you're constantly reminded of them. And it's like, if they're not in your life anymore, then remove them because otherwise you're just going to have that constant reminder. And it's just what, what is it there for? Like, it's only going to cause you pain or mess with your head and think, was it something I did? Like, could I have made it better or whatever? So hold a funeral, delete them, block them, move on. There's definitely someone better out there. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Thank you. I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. It's so Me good. Too. It's so good. Such a bob. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the time it's not even it's the fantasy of we have these people. It's not even the actual person. It's this 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 idea we have in our head that it's just not real. No, totally. It's it's all future tripping and it's all like projection. Like we'll take someone yeah. and we'll project an image of what we think that our life could be with them, but all we're really doing is like imagining ourselves with the person we think that they could be, but it's like, they haven't even proven themselves to be that person. So it's always, and I do it too. I think like a lot of creative imaginative people tend to do that. Like we'll do the movie in our head. Like I literally every night before I fall asleep, I like, we'll make up a movie in my head of like me and like some hot guy, whatever we all do it. But the problem is like, that's not real. And we can't attribute that to a person when they haven't shown us that that's who they really are. So it's always good to like pull yourself back down to earth when it comes to dating and really just um and really just think like you know 
who, who is this person to me now? And are they really worth it? Yeah. I feel like it's just time wasted. Like, I don't know, especially when you're just like first starting out of dating and everything, like when you break up, you're like, oh my God, the world is over. Like, I'm so sad. And then like a few months later, you're like, I cannot believe I even like talk to that douchebag. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I, that's like me every single time. I'm like, oh my God, like world crashing down, like we'll never recover. And then truly, as soon as you're over it, you're like, ew, like, I can't believe that I was so bent out of shape over this person who I don't even like relate to anymore. So always good to have that reality check because, you know, us romantics, we get carried away sometimes. It's normal. Mm -hmm. Life is too short. Exactly. Do you believe that we have one soulmate or do you think we have plenty of soulmates or dozens of soulmates? I think that, you know, we have, I believe that we do have multiple soulmates out there. Like we, there's different people out there in the world who could fulfill us, but it's like, you know, you make your destiny, you, you move to a certain place, there's a certain person at the right time. And then that's, you know, your soulmate for this life, if that makes sense. Um, but you know, I think it overwhelms people to think, oh my God, like there's only one person in like however many, many billions of people that's going to make me happy. So I think it's good to think about like the universe has your back and they'll guide you to the soulmate for this life. I sound really woo woo, but I do believe that's true. I believe <laughs> do, it. do you believe in you. twin flames? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I totally believe in twin flames. Um, and I think that that person can honestly be different from your soulmate. Like most of the time it is like, it can be a best friend. It could be just someone in your life you meet where it's just, um, you know, this crazy, crazy connection and energy, which is just another nice thing that we get to have and discover. And it's, it's like so cool if you find, um, a person or people who are your twin flame in this life. Yeah. My husband is mine. Oh, love it. You can tell, you can tell when you guys look at each other in pictures and just like the way that you connect is just, it's so special. And that's why it's like, when you see that, when you see true love and connection, you should feel like, okay, that's possible. You know, sometimes I think my followers are followers will write to me. they will be like, like, I, you know, like, should I try to make it work? And like, da 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 and this and that. And it's like, that's possible for everyone. You just have to believe in yourself and not settle, right? You mm-hmm. can't settle until you find that feeling of like, this is my twin flame. This is my soulmate. Um, and it is possible. It's just about keeping yourself worth intact until that person comes along. And then it's, it's going to be the best. I agree. What did you want to be when you were a little girl? I honestly wanted to be a hairdresser when I was really little because I just, I felt like it was so fun in the salon. Like it seemed like they all had the best time every day and they were like doing hair and it just seemed like a really fun place to hang out. And then when I was a little bit older, I wanted to be a writer. I thought I wanted to work in fashion magazines and, um, I never thought that I would be like an entertainer, but that's why you just have to keep trying different things and, 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 follow your curiosity. It's okay if your passion changes, but following your curiosity is so important because, um, you never know how your story is going to unfold. So Lucas, what did you want to be when you were little? I wanted to be a vet and then I wanted to be a singer and I found out I was tone deaf. deaf. (laughs) I know. I I wish I could sing too. I just think it would be oh, so God. cool to like open my mouth and saying I would never, ever stop singing. It's the coolest. I would have loved to be a pop star too. Pop stars are the coolest. So 
it, we still got curiosity and we still got time and Here we go you never know it's been a whirlwind for you you've had yeah. such crazy such a crazy last couple of years you were you were a journalist for a bit right in new york Is yeah that right? yeah and i i did really like that it was it was definitely fun um and I, I still write from time to time. And now I'm like working on bringing that back in different ways, like for TV and movies. Um, but it was fun. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to tell stories in any ways, wh- whether that's telling your story, helping people tell other, other stories um, or their stories rather. And yeah, I, I, I did enjoy my time doing that. It's, it's a definitely a cutthroat world, but I learned so much and um and had a lot of fun and met a lot of cool people. I, I love New York so much. I love to visit. For me, it's a little bit, I'm too soft to live there, but it's the best place to go and spend like long periods of time, knowing that you can come back to the safety of LA. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love New York, especially during Fashion Week. So fun. Fashion Week is so fun. It's such a marathon. I just did my first one um, last year and it was wild. It's a really, really fun time. So much energy, so much to see everyone's in one place. It's, it's really, really fun. I just felt very lucky to go. So can't wait to go again. Yes. What's your favorite part about your job and what you do? Definitely my followers. I love them so much. I couldn't have imagined that I would care so deeply about them. And I kind of always used to think like, is that real? When I would hear people talk like about their followers or their fans and say, I love them so much. And then when this happened to me, I was like, this is such a pure and amazing Mm -hmm. love. It's crazy how deeply I feel for them and how much I love connecting with them, whether it's talking about, you know, whether it's over a joke or whether it's over an opinion or a product, whatever it is, just like connecting with other people is so amazing. And they, they prop me up and I learned so much from them and um, I hope they learn things from me. And it's just, it's an honor to get to, to be in their lives every day. It's, it's really cool. Um, So yeah, that's definitely my favorite part. Yeah. I feel the same way. They call themselves the Little Hiltons, and I feel like they're my little brothers and sisters. And I've literally like invited them on trips, like stayed at my house. Like, yeah, I've traveled the world, and I've always felt so alone. But they were always just like unconditional love. I could trust them. They understood me, and I don't know. I just, I don't know what I would do without them. I feel like they're a part of my family. Yeah, I totally, I feel the same way. And I think it's so beautiful. You've always spoken so vocally about that relationship. And I think it's, it's so real and it's so, it's crazy because like, it can be really lonely. And that's what people don't understand is like all this stuff starts happening to you and you start going to all these parties and getting invited to all this stuff, but it's actually been some of the loneliest times of my life in the past year and a half. So it's funny, but yet I have my followers and they make me feel like wherever I am, I'm like supported and they've got my back and they're there for me. Like, even if I'm having a bad day or, you know, something goes wrong. So it's a really, really special, unique relationship. And, and like you, I just feel really lucky to not really lucky to have them. It's cool. Do you ever feel guilt about that? Sometimes I, I know that I sometimes feel guilty is like, as I've become, you know, slightly more successful or whatever, and, and people ask you how you're doing. And if you're not feeling great, if you're not feeling at your best, do you feel guilt or, or shame sometimes that you are feeling really lonely when yeah. everyone thinks that you should be at the top of your, your sh- yeah you can never ever complain and I'm not saying that I want to but like you can never say anything bad and sometimes yeah. you're like oh this is really lonely or like there will be a mean comment or message 
that really gets to me and like really ruins my day. Um, but you don't want to like let on because you feel so lucky and grateful. And of course you are, but yeah, it can be, I think that's where the loneliness comes from, right. Is that you have these, like, you know, you, maybe you get a really mean message or like something is going really bad, but you don't want to ever complain or say anything. So then that's where the loneliness comes in, I guess a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird trip. It's, it's really an interesting ride. It's, it's a very complex, um, experience. One that I am so, 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 so grateful for like beyond words. It's, it's not even funny, but it's, it's, I think it's more complicated than I first thought. This is Paris. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic 
the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Seven Sliving Questions. Let's do it. Let's live. what is your spirit animal and why oh i think um honestly maybe a poodle uh that's what my best friend says or perhaps because i'm like um i'm fun i like to look like girly um i love to prance around my favorite thing to do is to go on really long walks so poodles love that too so yeah i'll say a poodle my grandmother actually bought like one of those big white standard poodles and named it Paris. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> so cute. cute. They're really cute. They're really smart dogs too. Mm-hmm, they're very smart. What is your favorite Zodiac sign and your least favorite? Oh my God. You're Gemini. Oh man. Oh, um, yeah. I know <laughs> my favorite are, are mm, that's difficult. I actually love Capricorns. Um, so, yeah. I've, I think my best friend is a Capricorn and my least favorite. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think people are unfair to Gemini's myself included. So I, I don't know. Like I haven't had the best experience with them, but you know, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Fair. We're nightmares. Fun nightmares though. Fun nightmares. Yeah. Definitely. So what is the worst date that you've ever been on and why? Oh my God. Um, so many to count. I think that recently in LA, I went on a date with a guy and like halfway through the date, he was like, are you going to put me on your vlog? And I was like, <laughs> check like what? That was, that was a recent bad one. It was so LA. It was like out of a movie. It was like clout, clout chasing one one Not Ew. good. So bad. Hungry. Hungry. Desperate. Stop being desperate. Stop being desperate. Um, what's your favorite word and your favorite curse word and why? It's a triple My question. My favorite word is probably um oh my god, that's a really hard one. I think probably um my favorite word is maybe fun because one of my mantras or phrases that I tell my followers is having fun is so fun and you might be like oh that's so dumb tinks like having fun is so fun but if you don't get it then you need to think about it more because I'm just like having fun is so fun like every day you should have fun you know what I mean so I think fun is my favorite word it's also easy to spell which Mm -hmm. I love because I'm bad at spelling (laughs) my favorite curse word is probably um because it's rolls off the tongue so nicely um it just sounds good yeah but it can also be like a good curse for like a for a good thing like Mm -hmm. that's a good ice cream or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah so that's why i like it i I love it too i always used to say fun is like my middle name and i actually just invested in this new dating app called fun oh i love that for you little single slivers yeah check it out it's I love that. Fun. I it's love fun because it it's actually TikTok fun. mixed with dating. So like, oh, cool. it's like all videos and things. So you can like nice. see what they actually look like instead of like some. Instead of Catfish Central. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one is, who is your childhood celebrity crush and your current celebrity crush? My childhood celebrity crush was honestly Vin Diesel 
because of like Fast and Furious. <laughs> he was so hot. And also that movie Triple X. Do you remember that? That was so good. Yes. yes. I literally like love that. Um, and today my celebrity crush is Ugh, like, I guess I'll just get in line for Jack Harlow and Angus Cloud because they're just like <laughs> the men of the moment. And I do fancy them. I think they're so cute. Um, yeah, those two. Did you go to Coachella this year? I did. Yeah. And apparently they were well, they were both there. I didn't run into either of them, which is probably a good thing because I was like a little a little, you know, drunk out of this world. So I don't know how good of an impression I would have made to either of them, but I'll, my time will come. My, my time will come a little, it'll lit. happen <laughs> a little, lit. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> if you could go to dinner with anybody alive or dead, who would it be? And why? Um, I would go to dinner this is a really nerdy answer, but Shakespeare, because I, I honestly, my college degree is had an emphasis in Shakespeare and I love him. I love all his plays. Cool. I love that he was such a romantic and I just would want to ask him a million questions about love and life. And it would be a really cool story to tell. And don't, I don't think that's nerdy. I love that. That's cute. <laughs> what is the craziest rumor that you've ever heard about yourself? Oh my God. Um, there was a really weird time last year when there was a rumor going around that I had, I had eight toes, but that I was lying about it. And that like, there was all this speculation because of these pictures of my feet. And I, that one was just like, so weird. I was like, but why do you think that I'm lying about my feet? Like, <laughs> like it's so bizarre. Um, and then it's like, the more you try to explain it, the more it sounds like you're lying. Cause I was getting so frustrated and I was like, no, like I mean, I have 10 toes, but it's not a big deal if you have eight toes. And they were like, so you do have eight and you're lying. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, honestly, it'd be cool if you had eight toes. Yeah. I'm obsessed with you. And I'm also very much into your new podcast. It's me, Teens. So Thank you. Congratulations on that. Thank you awesome. so much. Wait to be on it. You guys should come. Yeah, I'm obsessed with both of you. Thank you for having me on. You're both icons and I adore you, you and you both have the best energy and are so kind. And um, yeah, I'm just really, really lucky to be on. So thanks for having oh, me. We love you. Thank you for coming on. Love you. Love you tons. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. I'll see you in London. See you in London. Yes. Bye. She's so nice. So sweet. Where did you meet her? I don't think we've actually met. I think we've only talked on DM. Then how did you before. hold her cat? I met her cat at <laughs> uh, Richard Cur Richard Curtis, um, who wrote Notting Hill and Bridget Jones's Diary, had a bunch of cats that he was breeding. And I wanted this one cat. It was the cutest one in the litter. And it was in Tinks. He's like, it's already reserved for this girl Tinks. And I was like, I know what Tinks is. Give it to me. It's the cutest cat I've ever seen in my life. Is that the gray and white one? Yeah. So cute. So cute. Mm. I love her. She's so sweet. She is an absolute dream. I feel so informed about the box theory and all her amazing wise advice. Yeah, I think that everyone's going to really love listening to this advice. And I, we should definitely go on her podcast too. It'll be fun. Let's do it. Let's go on a double date on our podcast. Yes. I want to meet you guys in London too. Definitely. Let's do it after this.
Yeah, come to London. Yes. Okay, well, good luck on your set. Keep killing it. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to paris at iheartradio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. And follow us at This Is Paris Podcast. Bye, babes. Follow Paris at Paris Hilton and follow Hunter March, host of Eve Nightly Pop at Hunter March. Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.